youthful for Christ, we are useful to Christ, cause we're youthful for Christ and the day with Sepia Snuddies. <laughs> Welcome to the Youthful for Christ podcast, a place where you hear what God has to say to you. Yes, we are youthful for Christ, we are in the world, but we are not of the world. And at Youthful for Christ, we bear the yoke in our youth. Youthful for Christ, you're welcome. Okay, you're welcome to another mind-opening and splendid episode of What God Says to You Today, the podcast of the Youthful for Christ team, a place where you always hear what God says to you. And today, the 29th day of April 2022, wherever you are listening to us right now, wherever you are all over the world, we say grace to you and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. You're welcome to another episode. God bless you. And in the world and in a time like this, whenever you ask people if they are Christian, whenever you formally or informally ask them if they are Christian, it is always a yes. And if they do say no, that's because they have other religion. Maybe they are Hindu, they are Muslim or some other thing. But apart from this, no matter what, it is always a yes. It is always a yes. And in a world like this where you have many people profess faith in Christ and live the exact opposite, want to see what it really means to be a Christian. And on today's episode, we'll be discussing becoming a Christian. Becoming a Christian. Many people who profess faith in Christ and have nothing to show for it want to really see what it means to be a christian and on today's episode we're going to talk about the origin of the word christianity we're going to see the misconception of what it has been over the years the word christianity what does it mean and the misconception it has that, that has come into it over the years and today also we're going to talk about why you must become a christian if you are not yet one and we're going to see how to become a christian all this and many more will be discussing on today's episode and it promises to be mind opening and revealing just like ever before and i want you to sit back go nowhere because we'll continue after this short break this is what god says to you today brought to you by the youthful for christ podcast a place where you always hear what god says to you we'll be back shortly go nowhere You are listening to what God says to you today, brought to you by the Youthful for Christ podcast. The Youthful for Christ is the team of young minds alike who are burning with zeal for Christ. We are given the mandate of Psalm 51 verse 13. 
the Ministry of Reconciliation. Our vision and mission includes, but not limited to, reaching out to more than 1,000 youth yearly, teaching the young ones to be in the world and not be of it, imparting the youths for their vision, supporting them for their purpose and empower them for their mission. Our motto is John chapter 17 verse 16, in the world not of the world, and our slogan is Lamentations 3 verse 27. Because at Youthful for Christ, we are known for bearing the yoke in our youths. Join us today and be part of this great work of God. Welcome back from the break and thank you for staying tuned. And on today's episode where we're discussing becoming a Christian, we're going to take our text from Colossians chapter 1 verse 10. Colossians chapter 1 verse 10 and I read from the easy English version. And it says, so then you will be able to do those things that a lot's people should do. And you will always do the things that make the Lord happy. As a result, you will do many kinds of good things during your lives and you will know God more and more. That's Colossians chapter 1 verse 10 from the Easy English Version. Now talking about the word Christianity, it is good for us to know the origin of that word Christian. The word or the term Christian was in was the word, the origin was in the city of Antioch in the first century AD. When you read Acts chapter eleven verse twenty six, you're going to see how the word came into be. It was first used in the city of Antioch in the first century AD. It is possible that at first the term Christian was intended to be an insult. The word essentially means little Christ, in quote, little Christ. However, over the centuries, believers in Christ have adopted the term Christian and use it to identify themselves as followers of Christ, followers of Jesus Christ. Those who believe in him have used that word to identify themselves as followers of Christ. And a simple definition of a Christian is a person who follow Jesus Christ. The person who follow Jesus Christ. But today, what do we get? We get different things from what it really means to be a Christian. There are many people today who do not even follow Jesus, yet they claim to be Christians. And that's because of the misconception in our days today. The word Christianity or Christian is a simple word with many conflicting views but certain answer and no consensus. Christianity is not supposed to be a religion and that's where the misconception is coming in. Christianity is not supposed to be a religion like most of you see it but a lifestyle, a lifestyle of those who follow Christ, follow after his footsteps a lifestyle and realizing how to become a Christian is the biggest 
discovery you can ever make in your lifetime realizing how to become a Christian discovering how to become a Christian is the biggest discovery you will ever make in your lifetime we always see different people trooping in and out of different churches and many thongs professing Christ but the question is how many of them are Christians how many of them are Christians now I tell you I can bet you if we go out into every room and corner and nook and cranny of the city if we enter into hotels crack houses we enter into bars nightclubs and places like this we will find majority of people there who still believe that they are Christian we find people there who believe that they believe and we know that's not true and the question is how can you be sure you that say you believe how can you be sure that you believe when so many people claim they believe and we know that's not true how now this is a very 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 what we have to consider from this man gk chesterton he said something so many years ago he said if standing in the garage does not make you a car then just going to church or professing christ does not make you a Christian if you go to stand in the garage you don't become a car because you're standing at a garage so also if you go to church doesn't make you a Christian it doesn't make you a Christian now what does it mean to be a Christian what does it mean to be a Christian it is more than just joining or going to church Christianity is more than being a chorister. Christianity is more than being a member of the youth. Christianity is more than being one of the committee of this or that. Christianity is more than all this. What does it really mean to be a Christian? What does it really mean? In a time like this where you have many people profess Christ and we know that they are not really, really doing what Christ did when many people profess Christ and they are not following his ways they're not following his footsteps the question is what does it really mean to be a Christian maybe we have to first of all see the misconception of Christianity and then we'll understand what it really means to be a Christian and when we come back from this where we're going to talk about the misconception the big misconception Go nowhere will continue shortly after this break. Hello everyone around the world. I'm Reverend Crown Obihanda, Senior Pastor of Church International Christian Center. Keep listening to what God says to you today, a podcast by Youth for Christ team. A place where you hear what God says to you. God bless you. Okay, you're welcome back from the break. And this is the YouTube for Christ podcast, a place where you always hear what God says to you. And on this episode today, we're discussing on becoming a Christian. 
becoming a Christian. And now we want to see the misconception of Christianity. The misconception. Now there is a big misconception of who a Christian is from the outside. And this have made many of the so-called Christians live in ignorance of the truth. Before we see who a Christian is, it is good for us to know who a Christian is not. So let us see the words ideology of Christianity and who a Christian is not. To the world and what Christianity is not. To the world a Christian to the world a Christian is someone who goes to church, who is raised under the Christian setting or environment, who bears names from the Bible, names like Joshua, Deborah, Esther, and so many of them. A Christian to the world is someone who belongs to one arm or the other in the church, or someone who is up and doing when it comes to religious activities. Some leaders in the Southern Baptist Convention in America has this to say. They said, if we take seriously what the Bible said about Christianity, we would have to say that less than 10 or 15 percent of the church are even saved and this is true and this is true and to you who say you're a christian you need to be very careful this christianity is not a cultural thing it is not something that you should just do or something that should just be a part of your life it is not something that you do on sundays it is not living and being like the world six days a week and then you come to church on Sunday. No, Christianity is not a religion. It is your life. If this is the type of Christianity you have, all these that we mentioned above, then you have no Christianity. You are not a Christian. The camouflage here is that there are most people who have one time or the other started this journey to Christianity. Reluctantly, they became unwilling to continue because they find it so costly to pay the price. Because I tell you, there is a price, a huge price you must pay to become a Christian. Jesus told the man that the man who came to him said, anyone who puts his hands on the plow and turns back is not ready, is not able is not fit for the kingdom is not fit for the kingdom and so because these people find it so costly to pay the price they found it so difficult to give up the pleasures of the world the lost thereof and certain things they feel they would stop enjoying then they chose to remain where they are short-circuiting the processes of regeneration thereby Becoming what the Bible um, described in 2 Timothy 3 verse 5, thereby they now have, they are now having a form of godliness, but denying the power and lordship of Jesus Christ. Such a person is not a Christian. Such a person is not a Christian. And now, having seen the misconception of what Christianity is not, now let us see who is a Christian. Who is a Christian? What is Christianity? Now, the word Christian is only mentioned three times in the entire Bible. Acts 11, 26, Acts 26, 28, and 1 Peter 3, verse 5. 
considering the new the, the King James version it is only mentioned three times in these quotations I just mentioned and it strongly connotes someone who has taken up the attitude of Christ someone who has denied self and is governed by the principles of scriptures someone who is although not perfect but not living under sin and it continues like that i want you to know that christianity is not a sinless perfection christianity is not a hundred percent life of without sin or holiness christianity is someone who although is not perfect but is not living under the bondage of sin christianity is not someone who swims and wallow in sin and enjoys it christianity is someone who struggles to live struggles to live struggles to get away from the grip of sin and A.W. Tozer has this to say he said before you can be a Christian it is necessary you become like God to some degree because things wholly dissimilar cannot agree and things wholly unlike can never have communion it is necessary therefore that you use every means of grace to bring your soul into harmony with the character of God. Now, that's Christian faith. That is what it means to be a Christian. And let me ask you this question. How do you know that you are a Christian? How do you know that you have truly come to know Christ? How do you know that you have truly come to faith in Christ? How do you know that if you die, if you died right now, you would go to heaven and be accepted by God Almighty. How do you know? In a world like this where many people profess Christ, how do you know that that thing you are hanging on is not something that will be born away? That faith you are confessing, how are you sure it is strong and anchored on Christ? If you are not sure and want to really know, I want you to read the entire book of First John. It is full of series of tests. Series of tests. Series of tests. You will know if truly you are a Christian. And when we come back from this break, we're going to see, we're going to talk about identifying a Christian. What will you see that you can identify and say, this one is a Christian? What is that thing in your life, those traits? That you can see and be sure and know of the truth that you are truly a Christian and you're not just going on false belief. We'll come back from this way, we're going to talk about identifying a Christian. Don't go anywhere, we'll continue after this break. This is what God says to you today, brought to you by the Youth for Christ podcast, a place where you always hear what God says to you. Do you truly want to hear God talk to you? Listen to what God says to you today. The podcast of the Youthful for Christ team every Friday and hear what God says to you. Okay, you're welcome back from the break. 
thank you for staying tuned thank you for staying tuned thank you all of our listeners all over the world listening to the christ podcast because this is always a place where you hear what god says to you we do not dilute anything we bring the word of god to you directly as it is in his heart and we've been discussing on becoming a christian becoming a christian in a world like ours where many people professes faith in christ how do you identify a christian that's what we want to talk about right now identify a christian you know it is always said this popular um word that is said that you cannot judge a book by its cover that's what people say but i tell you jesus said the opposite yes jesus said you can actually judge a book by its cover in matthew chapter 7 verse 20 jesus said by their fruits you shall know them (laughs) when it comes to christianity it is not judging a book by its cover you can actually judge a book by its cover because by their fruits you shall know them that's what jesus said in matthew 7 verse 20. so christianity is not something esoteric it is not hidden it is not something that happens only in the heart it begins from the heart then it explodes all over christianity is not esoteric it's not hidden by their fruit you shall know them you can identify a christian by first of all what bible said in philippians 2 verse 5 by their behavior and conduct you can identify a christian by their speech you can identify a christian by the way they talk the kind of words that comes out of their mouth does it minister grace to the hearer or is it vain and profane words colossians 4 verse 6 by their speech you shall know them also in first timothy 2 verse 9 talking about dressing by the way you dress people can identify you now the question is what are the kinds of clothes you love to wear i want you to know today that the fashion of the world is not conformed to the will of god no the fashion of the world is not conformed to the will of god and bible said in romans 12 verse 2 that we should not be conformed to this world but be transformed by the renewing of our mind so what kind of fashion do you love do you love the fashion of the world this does not conform to the will of god now i'm not saying that you shouldn't dress smart and beautiful listen god wants his people to be beautiful but to god that also means modesty and decency if as a lady your clothing is a frame to your body i want you to know that it is sensual and god hates it god hates it now also by their interests you can identify a christian i want to ask you what are you interested in what are the things that take your interest what do you always want to do interest in psalm chapter 42 verse 1 82 verse 2 and 84 verse 2 and many other scripture talks about interest now interest in music what kind of music do you always love to listen to and sing to interest in tv shows what kind of programs on tv do you always love to watch interest on books what kind of book do you read and so many others 
We read Colossians to the 1 verse 10, 3, 16, Ephesians 5 verse 9, and Psalm 34 verse 1, you would see the interest that should be the priority of someone who say he or she is a Christian. Now let me ask you a question. What are the things you love to watch? Many of you, you want revival and regeneration, yet you sit down before your television and watch all of those films, those fields. You watch them, you watch all of them, all of those things, and it doesn't prick you a minute. You love all their jokes, you love their cursing, you love, you enjoy, and you want to, you can't help but laugh as they blaspheme God's holy name, as they, they, they blaspheme the word of God. You watch, you laugh at them, and yet you say you're a Christian? No, my friend, that's not Christianity. That's not Christianity. Now, what about music? I know what I'm talking about here when I talk about music. Many of the young ones, you would say, I love secular songs. Well, I don't care if a song is is termed secular or gospel. Because even many of the so-called gospel songs we have today has less to do with God. It's just about self. What I'm concerned about is what is being said in those lyrics. Because if the lyrics contradict the word of God, then you are violating God's will. The songs you have with you, the songs you love, you play, you listen to, are they glorifying God and are they edifying you? These are the key ingredients you should consider. Do they glorify God first of all? They edify you. Now, if I should have the opportunity to scroll through the phones of many young ones today who profess Christ, many people today who say they are Christians, if I have the opportunity to go through your phone, I know I will find all of those songs. And you know what I'm talking about. Those songs. You know those songs that does not glorify God and edify you. Those songs that bonds you with evil passion. Those songs that fake you far away from God. If I cannot, I, I will find them in your phone. Many of you, you have them. You play them. You listen to them. You sing them. You love the world. The, it's lost. It's pleasures and the very things that nailed your supposed master to the cross. Yet you say you're a Christian? No, my friend, I think you need a new definition of Christianity. That is not Christianity. That is not Christianity. By the fruits, Jesus said, you shall know them. You shall know them. Are you a Christian? Are you a Christian? Are you a Christian? This I want you to ponder upon as we go to this break now. Are you a Christian? And when we come back, we're going to see why you must become a Christian. Don't forget I use the word must. Didn't start with me. Jesus used it when he talked, when he talked to Nicodemus. So why you must become a Christian? Don't go anywhere. This is this part of this episode you should not miss. When we come back, we're going to talk about why you must become a Christian. Stay tuned. (music) 
The Youth for Christ team would love to hear from you. So after listening to this episode, please make sure you leave a comment. You can join us on Facebook and WhatsApp via the link on the description box and get on board. So together, we will be at the yoke in all youth. Okay, you're welcome back from the break. Thank you for staying tuned. This is what God says to you today, the podcast of the YouTube for Christ team. Becoming a Christian. Now, why must you become a Christian? The major problem I have is not with those who do not go out to evangelize. The major problem I have today are those who go out to evangelize. I see people bringing salvation with weak evangelism. They go out to preach salvation and then they present it so weak as though they are at the mercy of those who they are preaching to. It is not supposed to be that way. The Bible said in Romans chapter 3 verse 23, For all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. For this same reason, Jesus Christ left his glory above, came down on earth, lived and suffered, and then died for sin. Christianity, evangelism is not supposed to be presented as something weak, as if you want to sell something, and then people have to patronize you. That is not the way we have to go with evangelism. If you understand what it really means, then you should know that your evangelism should go with power. When you go out there to preach evangelists, let the people know. Let them know. You are not at their mercy. They should come rushing for you. It's just like someone who is sick. The doctor do not go to the sick people. Sick people come to the doctor. Let them see what sin is all about. Let them know. Let them know. Why should you be why must you become a Christian? This is not something you should negotiate. It is a must. You must be born again, Jesus told Nicodemus. Jesus told Nicodemus, you must be born again. And I'm saying to you today, you must become a Christian. All have sinned, including you. You were born on earth, alienated and separated from God. And your life is a danger. Danger of damnation, eternal damnation, danger of hell. And if you continue like this, you will be damned forever. You are just like someone who is down with a deadly disease. Sin is a disease and Jesus is the only cure. Without him, you don't have anything, no hope of survival, no hope of living. That is why you must be a Christian. I'm not here to put myself on at your mercy. I'm not here for you to patronize me. No, don't patronize this. You must become a Christian. There is no other way. There's no other way. Giving, no other name, giving on earth by which we can be saved unless the name of Jesus. That is why you must be a Christian. That is why you must be a Christian. Now, Jesus Christ declared that he did not come to serve. 
he did not come to be served but he came to serve he came and he gave his life as a ransom for many mark chapter 10 verse 45 the question then arises why did we why do we need to be ransomed the idea of a ransom is a payment that must be made in exchange for the release of a person the idea of a ransom is most frequently used in instances of kidnapping then when someone is kidnapped and held prisoner until a ransom is paid for that person's release they will be still they will still be held as a prisoner now you are under the bondage of sin you are under the bondage of sin you are held by hell's sin you are doomed you are condemned for life except you accept jesus christ except ransomed you now Jesus paid our ransom he paid ransom for all have sinned and come short of God's glory Jesus is the only way out of this Jesus is the only way out of this for this sickness this diseases this virus of sin Jesus is the only cure Jesus is the only cure and I want you to know that human efforts are futile now can't you see can't you see man with his invention we build things that can fly over the air fly in the air as heavy as big as they are we do things as heavy as big that can float on water we do many kind of things we invent different kind of things and yet we cannot free ourselves from this bondage of sin can't you see that human efforts are futile we cannot do anything man wants to become a philosopher without knowing the master philosopher demoralizes on morality without knowing who the moral lawgiver is want to build an utopia without knowing who God is human effort a full you cannot do this on your own you cannot save yourself on your own you can't say you want to live the good life you cannot now even if from now you start living the good life from now till you die what about the previous sin you've committed you still need forgiveness so this is why you must become a Christian this is why you must turn around this is why you must accept Jesus Christ he is the only way he is the only solution you cannot get this elsewhere there are many many people who professes to be messiahs but I want to tell you that there is only one empty grave there is only one empty tomb and that's Jesus as Jesus is alive is living is the only way to the father is the only way to the father that is why you must become a Christian you must become a Christian so that your life will be changed you must become a Christian to break this yoke this bondage of sin you must become a Christian to live a free life in Christ you must become a Christian now the big question is how do you a Christian and that's the focus of today's episode becoming a Christian 
And when we come back from this break, we're going to discover, we're going to talk about how you become a Christian. Don't go anywhere. We'll continue shortly after this break. Hello everyone around the world, I'm Reverend Crown Obihanda, Senior Pastor of Church Children International Christian Center. Keep listening to what God says to you today, a podcast by Youthful for Christ team. A place where you hear what God says to you. God bless you. Okay, you welcome back now we want to talk about becoming a Christian how do you become a Christian how do you become a Christian now in becoming a Christian the first thing you should know is that salvation Christianity is not about you it does not begin with you salvation does not begin with you salvation begins with God it's all about God it was God's initiative it was God God it was God's whole, it was God's whole idea. It's not about you. It's not about you. It is not about you. It doesn't begin with you. It doesn't begin with you. And in John chapter 6, verse 24, Jesus said, No one can come to me unless the Father who sent me draws him. It's God's idea. God is the one who initiated it. It begins with God. He initiated it by calling you. Jesus said in Matthew eleven twenty-eight, said, Come to me it is not you he is the one who is calling say come unto me all you that are live that labor and are heaven lady and i will give you rest come unto me because you're separated from sin come unto me salvation is a gift from god is a gift from god there is no one righteous not even one there is no one who can understand no one who seeks god all have turned away they have together become worthless there is no one who does good, not even one, and not even you, not even me, no one. So salvation is God's idea, it's a gift from God, it is a gift from God. And I want to tell you right now, if as you're listening to this now, if your heart is pricking you and you're beginning to have the sense, you're beginning to realize that all this why been living in deceit, been living in false belief, thinking you're a Christian, you're not, and now he's picking you. I want to say congratulations to you. That is the first step of becoming a Christian. That is the Holy Spirit pricking you, the Holy Spirit convicting you. Congratulations. Congratulations. Now, all you have to do now is to respond to God's call. Respond to God's call respond to God's call that's what you should do all you have to do now is to respond to God's call open your heart to him open your heart to him receiving God's gifts of salvation is not complicated many people tell you 10 steps 5 steps 2 steps there are no 10 steps there are no 5 steps it begins with you admitting that you're a sinner all have sinned, even you, and fallen short of God. 
God's glory. Repent then, the Bible said in Acts chapter 3 verse 19, repent then and turn to God so that your sins may be wiped out. That your sins may be wiped out. That times of refreshing may come from the Lord. And then the word repent literally means a change of mind that results in a change of action. To repent then means to admit you are a sinner. You change your mind to agree with God that you are a sinner. That is what it means. The resulting change in action is of course the turning away from sin. When you confess with your mouth, God says you are a sinner, you confess, say yes, I am a sinner. That is what it means to confess and then repent. Now you also you have to believe. Believe Jesus Christ died on the cross to save you from your sins and give you eternal life. He died to save you from your sins and to give you eternal life. John 3.16 says, God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. That everyone who believes in him will not perish but have everlasting life. You have to believe. Believing in Jesus is also a part of repenting. You change your mind from unbelief to believe, which results in a change of action. Results in a change of action. Then you have to do what you have to come to Him by faith. In John 14 6, Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except through me. Faith in Jesus Christ is a change of mind that results in a change of action coming to him coming to him coming to him and then you should open your mouth and confess all your sins pray and ask God to forgive you pray that he should forgive you and cleanse you pray until there is an inscription pray until you feel it pray until something happens pray until you are convinced until the Holy Spirit bears witness with your spirit that you have been saved and then don't doubt salvation is by grace through faith there's nothing you did or ever can do to deserve it it is a free gift from God all you have to do is to receive it Ephesians 2 verse 8 says for it is by grace you have been saved through faith and that not by yourself it is the gift of God it is a gift of God and also very importantly you have you can't hide your salvation it is not something that is only in the heart if truly you are saved you want to get others saved too you will tell someone about the decision you made and how you can help them to make such decision too Romans chapter 10 verse 9 to 10 says if you confess with your mouth Jesus Christ if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead you will be saved for it is with your heart that you believe and are justified and it is with your mouth that you confess and you are saved salvation 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 you forgive from god this is what you have to do this is what you have to do repent and believe repent and believe in mark chapter 1 verse 15 verse jesus went about saying preaching repent turn away from your sin kingdom of God is at hand. The kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and turn away from your sin. The kingdom of God is at hand.
are listening to what God says to you today, brought to you by the Youthful for Christ podcast. The Youthful for Christ is the team of young minds alike who are burning with zeal for Christ. We are given the mandate of Psalm 51 verse 13, the Ministry of Reconciliation. Our vision and mission includes, but not limited to, reaching out to more than 1,000 youths yearly, teaching the young ones to be in the world and not be of it, imparting the youths for their vision, supporting them for their purpose and empower them for their mission. Our motto is John chapter 17 verse 16, in the world not of the world, and our slogan is Lamentations 3 verse 27, because at Youthful for Christ, we are known for bearing the yoke in our youths. Join us today and be part of this great work of God. Okay, you're welcome back from that break. And as we are rounding up on today's episode, I want you to know something to those who profess Christ and still live the way they want. I don't understand. Listen, Jesus is not a kind of an accessories you add to your life. He is the very source of life itself. He is life itself. Jesus is not kind of something you add is not the tip of the iceberg is the whole thing I hear many evangelists who will say your life is good you have a good job you have a good family you have wonderful children but you're just lacking one thing you need Jesus in your heart no that's blasphemy if you don't have Jesus you have nothing good if you don't have Jesus you don't have anything at all you don't have anything at all. Everything you amount, you are amassing. Everything you have, the cars, the houses, the building, the, the investment, all those things are just fuel waiting to burn. They are nothing. Jesus is everything. He's not a part. He's not a part. He's everything. Is everything so if truly you want to be a Christian, if truly you want to live for Christ, give your heart to Him, become a Christian, and fully live for Christ alone. Fully live for Christ alone. At this point, many people will want to say that salvation is all of grace. Yes, it is all of grace and never of works. But I want you to know you need to understand that grace is a powerful thing. Grace is a very powerful thing. God who has given you grace to believe unto justification would also give you grace for sanctification that you might grow in holiness. Where there is no sanctification, I'm sorry, there is no salvation. There is no salvation. I must make its point clear here now that the Christian life is divided into three, three sections. First is justification and justification means is God saving you from the penalty of sin Romans 8 verse 1 there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus that is the first stage of salvation justification God saving you from the penalty of sin then after that the next stage is sanctification 
and it is God saving you from the power of sin gradually gradually the spirit begins to walk in you begins to convict you begins to cleanse you and sanctify you the things you love to do before you suddenly begin to to hate them so we begin to lose interest in all those things that is the second stage that is sanctification and where there is no sanctification there is no salvation there's no salvation and then the last stage which is the final and i want you to know that in this second stage sanctification you live through the stage all your life the moment you become a christian after justification the next stage is sanctification and from that point till you die or to christ return you are being sanctified and then the last stage is glorification that is god saving you from the presence of sin god saving you from the presence of sin that's glorification it's either true death or through the return of christ god taking you out of this evil world saving you from the presence of sin now where you don't have sanctification you cannot claim salvation you cannot claim salvation so anything that is short of this is not salvation because god who has given you grace for justification will also give you grace for sanctification that you might grow in holiness Anything short of this is not salvation at all because he that begins a good work will surely bring it to completion. One of the greatest evidence that you have truly come, you have truly believed in, come to faith in Christ and believe in Christ unto salvation is that God who has begun a good work of sanctification in you, God will begin a good work of sanctification in you. He works and works and works in you and he does this to make you holy. Now let me ask you a question. All this is is a reality in your life. Can you tell me that your honest desire is to be holy? Can you tell me that your honest desire is not to be like the world but to be like Christ? Until then, my friend, you are not a Christian. You are not a Christian. And I would like to end this on this note i would like you to know i would like to end this note so we we'll know how serious it is now those of you those of you those of you ladies ladies who think it is all about beauty it is all about beauty yes today you are very you may be very 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 beautiful but i tell you that a day is coming one day you'll be terribly 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 ugly so to the wind with your beauty, to the wind with your money, to the wind with influence, to the wind with all those things, it will not last. When it is all been said and done, there is just one thing that matters. And it is, did you do your best to live for truth? Did you live your life for Christ? That is all that matters. If you want to be a Christian, then surrender your whole life to Christ. And not just a part and if you don't want to surrender your whole life then go out and enjoy the pleasure of the world if you don't want to give your life to Christ fully then go out do you want to dance with the devil then dance all night long but don't come back and dance with Christ for a moment and still go out there and share your love don't do it becoming a Christian becoming a Christian are you a Christian Thank you.
And as we draw the curtain on today's episode, just like we do in the Youth of Christ podcast, I'd like to leave you with this closed line. And it's whoever you are, wherever you are, whatever you believe in, Jesus Christ, the Lord, Jesus Christ, the Lord, is coming back again. This time, he's not coming back as a savior. He's coming back as a king, as a judge, to rule and reign over all. And if you have not surrendered your life to him, repent now and believe the gospel. We've talked about why you must become a Christian. Repent now and become a Christian. Repent now, become a Christian. Okay, as we come to the end of today's episode, I want to say thank you for staying tuned to the end. Thank you for plugging in. Thank you for listening to the Youth for Christ podcast, a place where you always hear what God says to you. Yes, this is the place where you always hear what God says to you. And I want you to know that the Youth for Christ podcast, the Youth for Christ team, would love to hear from you. So please. Check on the description box. You can reach us through those links provided there. I want you to tell us, give us feedback, and let us know how the YouTube of Christ podcast have been of an impact to you. And we also want you to be a part of the Youthful for Christ team. Join us on Facebook, and you can be a part of us also on WhatsApp and other social media handles. So together, we will be bearing the yoke in our youth. We are youthful for Christ. We are in the world. We are not of the world. And we'll bear the yoke in our youth. Thank you for staying tuned. And to we'll see you again, to we'll meet again on next episode. I say grace to you and peace from God the Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. I remain your anchor, Kachko Inter. Goodbye. And God bless you. <laughs> you have listened to what God says to you today, a podcast of the Youthful for Christ team, and we believe it has highly imported and richly blessed you. Please make sure you stay tuned every Friday for new and inspiring episodes.